Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. Long division sure comes in handy. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. Just say no to family values. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. And I'm your co-host this afternoon, one of them, R.C. Weslowski. And I'm your other co-host, Pamela Bentley. And uh, we're very uh, happy to have in studio as our guest today, a professor of English up at the Simon Fraser University, uh, active in the uh, Kinder Morgan Pipeline protests and uh, a poet himself. We have Stephen Collis in studio. Hi, Stephen. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we have our guest start the show off with a poem. Excellent. So this is a poem from and for Burnaby Mountain, I guess. It's called Sometimes We Resist. I was in a park. I could not see global capitalism. It's dinosaur bones covered in chrome. I saw trees their leaves turning yellow and golden brown. I saw the harbor and the city set down below the mountain, a place you'd descend to or ascend from. I asked someone, how do we resist? Consider the trees bending in the wind, their root grip deep in the land. Consider the mountain that does not drift, a little east or west, north or south, but remains a marker We chart day's circuits round. I asked, what if they come with saw teeth for the trees, with horizontal directional drilling for pipelines through mountains immobile heart? And one there said, sometimes the voice, sometimes the voices tear teeth from saw's blades, sometimes a body, sometimes all our bodies blunt the bits of drills, dull dollars desire. Sometimes, someone said, someone just like you or me, sometimes we resist, sometimes we win. There you go. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Actually, Eden Robinson read that poem um, at the police lines during the the height of all the arrests and conflict on the mountain. I wasn't there. I was away for a couple days, and and Eden Robinson's a, a uh, novelist from Kitimat and was down in Vancouver. And did he read that at the um, the she uh, she sorry yeah. did she read that at the um, um, the rally that was right before the the injunction went into no into she or? she just read it to the cops oh, <laughs> and all the people that the were cops. gathered around the police yeah. line. <laughs> Sometimes we resist. We're going to resist you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take our teeth. And exactly. I love those images, like the the different the teeth and the um and when you said they they come from the mountains it, it kind of resonated for me from that that piece that everybody always says when they came for the communists i didn't speak out yeah, when they right. came for the 
Um, I don't know if that was intentional. Yeah, or not, actually, but that's it wasn't. What but that's a great. That's a great echo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They came for the mountains, and that's I right. I dug in my teeth and yeah, they came exactly. for the mount, the trees and I dug in my roots, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're making it better. I think I'm going to rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that reference is in there. No, I think the way you do it, the, the, way, the way I'm saying it is a little too, too, too cliche, too, too easy. No, I no. like yours better. <laughs> um, so you were involved with uh, the Burnaby Mountain, the Kinder Morgan protests. Yes. Um, I, Cause I have, I've been, I mean, I, I have my feelings around it, but um, are the protests primarily like, cause you're writing about the trees there. Is it, more of like, let's not damage the ecosystem and tear down the trees to build this pipeline, or we don't no. want another pipeline at all. Kinder Morgan's, you know, a bad company, or, <laughs> or we or we think it's a bad company and that sort of thing. Or or can you coalesce what the actual protests sure. were kind of um, based yeah. on? I'll do that, and I'll and I'll do that by also sort of explaining some background sure. and how I got involved. So, um, uh, Kinder Morgan is a Texas-based uh, oil company, the third largest energy company in the U.S. Uh, they own Trans Mountain, which is a Canadian subsidiary that has a pipeline running from northern Alberta to here to, to Burnaby. It has been there for years. They want to um, put a new pipeline in, essentially. Uh, they're calling it twinning as though they're just adjusting something, but it's actually a, a brand-new pipeline that will be three times the size of the original one, primarily carrying diluted bitumen. There's some real nasty stuff they're, they're strip mining out of the of northern Alberta. So a number of us have been aware of that for a while. I'm trying to raise awareness around this issue. Um, one, one poem I wrote was back in April when there was actually a march and a rally through Burnaby along the pipeline route mm-hmm. right down yeah, to yeah. Kinder Morgan's um, uh, gates of their, their uh, facility uh, at Westridge where they load the super tankers. Um, and then in September, they came into the conservation area against the city's wishes and cut down some trees uh, to, to uh, prepare for seismic testing ahead of completing their proposal. They still haven't got permission to, to build yeah. this pipeline. So they could land in a helicopter. Yeah, exactly, and stuff like that. So a number of us were quite alarmed. Um, we organized, uh, kept a presence out there, kept a watch on them, tried to raise more awareness around it. Um, eventually, five of us were named in a civil suit. Um, there was an injunction application by Kinder Morgan at the courts, but they also are suing myself and four other people for $5.6 million. Um, and we had a three-day hearing in court uh, back in early November where... Um, it was really deciding the injunction, but they brought in all their evidence for the civil suit as well to, to, to get the injunction. And so it was a very weird experience for me where they were constantly quoting my words because their main case against me um, was that, and these were their words, I had masterminded the protest <laughs> and that I had controlled people to, and, and commanded them just to block Kinder Morgan and damage their reputation and their cause them all these costs and horrible things, which is pretty weird. But it was also actually an eerie and disturbing feeling to sit there listening in court while they're constantly quoting me, um, including at one point where one of their lawyer stood up and said, I'm going to read a poem by Stephen Collis in court. You know, I, I thought, well, great day for poetry, but yeah, it was a yeah. weird and disturbing day <laughs> for me. So, you know, what, what's why people have been so engaged by this and so upset about it, it does go way beyond a couple of trees getting cut. And it has to do with a sense of the direction our society is going in, um, climate change, the tar sands is a massive uh, contribution to climate change, mm-hmm. fossil fuels is the wrong way to be going at this time in history when the science tells us, and we know this, that this is what's causing the whole problem. Um, so there's a real demand for, for a, an absolute change in our system. Um, so th- this becomes sort of a, a fighting point for that bigger mm-hmm. debate. And it's amazing that it's just this local, here you are, this little park mm-hmm. in Burnaby, this quiet suburb, and suddenly here's the massive machine of, of fossil fuel capitalism crashing through the trees and knocking things over and throwing civil suits left, right, and center and, and getting the police to arrest over 100 people and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of intense uh, front line for for what's really going on here, which is people are finally standing up and saying, no, we have to change all of this. 
not more of the same. Yeah. And a lot of the people who were there were not what would be considered the traditional uh, you know, protesters, right? Yeah. There was, there was like, you know, mother families are going up there, mother or parents and their kids. Or, sure. And people from this university and, and that yeah. sort of stuff, correct? Yeah. So like local residents, many of them retirees, um, students from the university, um, but people from all over the place too. People came. We, we had yeah. buses arriving from Vancouver Island full of people that were just, you know, galvanized and just felt like they had to be there. Um, so people came from all over, but yeah, that's sizable, sizable portion of people are, are, are local and, and, you know, first time protesters, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the Burnaby mayor as well, um, took yeah, umbrage was like, okay, you can't do this without our permission. This is our yeah. land. This is our city. And he's not, he wouldn't be a traditional activist either. He's a lawyer by trade and he's yeah. been doing council work and, and that's being true mayor for years. Yeah. And he's formerly a, a lawyer. Um, or I guess he's still our lawyer. Do you ever stop being a lawyer? Yeah. I, don't <laughs> I don't know, but he's a lawyer. Um, but he's been absolutely steadfast in his opposition to this. And you hear him speak, you go, wow, is Karl Marx helping him write some of these speeches? I mean, I he, he's right on point about the problems around money and democracy, mm-hmm. money yeah. being used to, to run roughshod over democracy. Yeah, he's a really good speaker. I've heard <laughs> yes. him um, I've heard him a couple of places. I've, I actually heard him on one of the shows here on Co-op Radio. Right. He was on um, Democracy North last Thursday. Right. They had a whole um, yeah. interview with him, and it was great. Yeah, and the city of Burnaby still has an open case there. They're actually yeah. challenging the validity, uh, validity of, of the National Energy Board of Canada. Um which which is what the body that's overridden Burnaby's laws. Um, so that's up at the Supreme Court or Court of Appeal or something like that, and that's going to work its way through the system. So there's lots of irons in the fire, as it were, from, mm-hmm. from different uh, parts of our society where people are, are trying to put an end to this thing. Well, and he ran on that in his, for the, he this. I mean, he's been vocal about it for a while, but he specifically ran on it in the, in the most recent uh, yeah. civic elections. And exactly. so the, obviously the people of Burnaby who voted, voted for him to... Yeah, keep that up. So he's yeah. got, the, so he's he's got that confidence behind him too that he's speaking for totally. more than just himself. And they've done their own polling, right? And it shows mm-hmm. that something like seventy yeah. percent of Burnaby residents are opposed to the pipeline. So mm-hmm. that's why you're seeing in recent weeks now uh, that Kinder Morgan are going full on PR mode. Now that they totally lost the PR mm-hmm. battle, yeah. they totally blew it. They're out there now, like crazy, just saying, "No, no, we're really nice, and we're going to mm-hmm. consult with everybody, and it's all good." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an ad running uh, recently that I saw on TV, and it's. Uh, a couple, a young couple, or a, maybe it's a, a mother and her daughter, and they're standing in the in their backyard. And yeah, we were really happy with Kinder Morgan, and the pipeline runs through our property, and you know, and we like that, and it's nice. And I'm, are you real people, or are you, or how much do they pay you? Actors. Or, or my favorite. My favorite is the uh, dreadlocked blonde girl with the uh, the helmet who works for Kinder Morgan. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And they treat her really well. Yeah, yeah, and they have great safety records, she says, yeah. or something like that. So what has all this done for your poetry? <laughs> are you writing more? Are you writing less? Um, are you getting more right. appearances? What's happening? Well, yeah, people want to talk to me or hear from me. Yeah. That's what happens when you're when you're on the TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people stop you in the grocery store and say, well, actually, the funniest thing was in mid-November, I was crossing the border into the U.S., and the U.S. border guard looked at my passport and looked up at me and said, you're involved in that protest on the mountain. Wow. You're, you're getting sued. He's already excited. He's like, <laughs> I saw you on TV today. Um, so, you know, yeah, the people want to talk to you. They want to hear about this because it's it's such a, you know, classic kind of David and Goliath. Um, if, if you're literary people that, that think it's pretty hilarious that poetry somehow got wrapped up in this in a weird mm-hmm. way and read in courts, mm-hmm. but get excited about that one, you come read. But I've not been writing a lot. Most of the things I've been reading from lately are, are, are written previous to this moment because it's actually been a real damper on feeling inspired <laughs> you mostly feel desperate or um too busy trying to survive day to day and find out and figure out what people need or could use or what you could offer today so i've written that that first poem i read there is maybe the one thing i've 
written in the last few weeks or the last month or so. Right. Um, but it's short. <laughs> but, and, but this is the kind of, the, you've been writing what I would call activist poetry. I mean, you do other stuff as well, but you write a lot of poetry that is on issues that you think are really important. Sure. Sure. Right, so this isn't a, a new thing for you either. This is like a, not at all, not yeah. at all. And a part of this, one of the reasons we decided to have you on today specifically is you're part of a fundraiser, ah. uh, our show coming up on Friday. Can you talk a little bit about that, and then we'll maybe jump into another poem? That'd be great. Yeah. Um, so it is. It's a fundraiser, um, uh, raising funds for those of us who are still being sued. That case has not been um, decided yet. The, the CEO of the company claims they're going to not pursue it, but. You can say that. In the meantime, they're still pursuing it. Mm-hmm. That is, I still have to have a lawyer arguing with their lawyer about how it's stopping or not stopping or what's going on. Um, so we still have costs. There are still some people who are involved in the protests the last few weeks that have some costs, legal fees that we're, we're trying to raise money for to cover. Um, and then what we'll do if we wind up raising more money than, than people actually need is it'll all be donated to frontline communities, um, such as the Unistoten camp in northern BC, uh, which are actively blocking and trying to resist pipelines coming across this province. So We'll make sure the money is, is well spent when whatever we do wind up with. So Friday night uh, at Unit Pit Gallery, which I think is 236 East Pender, um, 7 p.m. Uh, will be, uh, they're calling it the, the No Way Cabaret. Uh, there'll be <laughs> poetry readings, um, fiction. I think Michael Turner is there I'm going to read, and myself, and um, who else? I'm not Kevin Spence, I think. Kevin I know Spence for sure. is reading, exactly. Um, Christine Leclerc, who I think you had in your mm-hmm. show recently. So a bunch of great Vancouver writers with great political minds and, and great uh, literary talents are going to be reading. There'll, there'll be um, sort of art performances and music and a bake sale, I believe. Um, I'll have some broadsides available. Will there be a meat purchase. draw? There should be a meat draw. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> the sound of it. No, it's like no, there should be meat, a tofu draw. Meat's, meat, exactly, because meat's not so good for the environment yeah. either. Yeah, that's that's yeah. part and we of the problem wanna, here. we don't want to <laughs> take away from what the what the, the legions do, you know. Exactly. exactly. It's the, that's their, that's yeah. their gig. Yeah. Um, what time does it start? 7 p.m. I'm going to try and I have a union the, thing actually oh, that good. I got to go to that night, but I'm going to try yeah. and come by f- first. One of the one of, wonderful things available is there's going to be a, a broadside of a poem of mine. It's a poem called um, 72 Theses Against the Tar Sands and Fossil Fuels or something like that. It's kind of a long title. <laughs> it's based on the Martin Luther famous uh, 95 Theses he hammered to the door of right. the church in Germany oh, okay. at the start of the Reformation. And it's a poem I wrote back in April when this march I was mentioning earlier happened when we marched down to Kinnemorgan's gates and I attached uh, my poem right. to the oil company's door. That's what um, did it, Stephen. That's what, that's what got them going. Have, oh, anyway. pissed them off they right there. They felt like the yeah. Catholic church at that point. Right, right. Kindermorgan well, the gallery has done up this beautiful artist print, limited oh. edition. I'm making 10 of them. They're very expensive, but they're going to sell those to those art world folks well how about i read just it's a long okay um half essay half poem but how about i read one short part of it yeah that would be great yeah and uh what i'll what what i'll just set this up by saying um it goes back to rc something you're asking about which is what what are the real concerns and one of the things i really do want to talk to people about um, is the fact that it's not just about being against a pipeline but it's about acknowledging our own complicity in the system that, that relies on oil and the fact that we can't just stop a pipeline. We have to stop doing all sorts of things mm-hmm. that we do. So I'm jumping in. This, is, I think, starts at point, uh 52 of the 72 theses against the pipeline. And what's come before this is a long uh, tirade of accusations against a company I won't name and I won't read the accusations because they're already suing me and I don't need to <laughs> make them more angry. But here's a part where it turns a bit and sort of thinks a little bit about us and our involvement in this whole case or the situation so after all the accusations we say this knowing that we are consumers in a largely affluent society who work for wages 
and use these wages to purchase consumer goods, and thereby sometimes derive enjoyment and certainly our continued material existence. Who have, for instance, purchased automobiles, which run on fossil fuels to drive perhaps to the store, or perhaps on a vacation over sharp-terrained coastal mountains to peer into pristine lakes, or possibly spot a bear upslope and loping away from us into a stand of second-growth fur who run errands in those automobiles that are of ambiguous import and usefulness, and who bring home large amounts of petroleum-based products containing processed foods and amusements we will soon dispose of, who wear clothes also fashioned from those petroleum products, the fibers of which find their way into our oceans and the base of the food chain, and who have mobile phones that are very distracting and amusing and which are also made of petroleum-based products, and which contain rare earth metals extracted in disparate parts of the earth and brought to us so we may play plants versus zombies by ships and trucks, also powered with fossil fuels. Who did not necessarily mean to do anything harmful, but fell for the sleekness of products and the way marketing campaigns made everything seem so sexy and easy, and convenience became a truism almost no one could contradict. Now isn't that convenient? We know this, yet still declare our opposition to oil pipelines, the tar sands, and the entire fossil fuel industry, knowing that we are as much a part of the problem as Kinder Morgan or any other company is. We acknowledge that to oppose this industry is to admit that we must change our lives and consume less and relocalize our economies and do without some and possibly many of the consumer goods we have found so distracting and amusing and really who's to blame well we are. We contend that the argument based on job creation is a red herring to employ a metaphor based in nature because jobs have many sources and no one type of job should have precedent over any other and the goal anyway should be jobs that are life-promoting and life-sustaining and not life-destroying and apparently anyway, more people are employed producing beer in Canada than oil. Now, wouldn't a beer pipeline be something, hmm? <laughs> Particularly in East Van, where more craft beer place opens up. I, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Or coffee. They can send batches of different kinds of beer through the line. Yeah. You know? so that's what yeah. they do with the oil pipelines, right? They can send different products to the same pipes. So that's like a major shotgun, right? That's like the shotgun <laughs> beer in a big, exactly. big way. Exactly. Big, big way. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that I love that section because it's so true, right? And sometimes when sometimes when I think about going out and resisting or going out and and planting my body and in, in, into a into some sort of protest, I think about that kind of hypocrisy. Yeah. But you couch it in such a way that it's like, okay, we know that we do these things. Yeah. And the way I've sort of made sense of it to my for myself is that. I would do it differently if I could. And in the small ways, like I share the vehicle that I have. I let anybody who needs it so that they don't have to get their own, yeah. you know, and, and sort of things like take transit. You know, like there's all these things that I do not to like, but I, I think about what you just wrote yeah. and, and read for us um, quite often. And sometimes in the past, it has stopped me from protesting because I don't want right. to be a hypocrite. Yeah, but and we're in I a society where it's almost impossible not to be exactly. hypocrite. So then we have to sort of dispense with that idea and do what you just described. Where can we modify our own behaviors and consumption patterns? But also, where can we demand other options that actually aren't there for us right now? That's right. And it gives us permission to do that. It's yeah. like you can go and protest and you're making, even though you're doing these things, even though you yeah. have a cell phone, you can still go protest if you yeah. want, if you want to stand for it. Yeah. Um, you've been listening to Stephen Collis on uh, Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5. show is Wax Poetic. I'm here with uh, R.C. Wasowski and Stephen Collis. 
Uh, how about when you hear, let's hear the other poem that you uh, yes. brought along with you. Yeah, I brought another poem, which uh, was, um, it's from my book, um, To the Barricades, which came out in 2013. And recently, Talon Books um, produced a lovely broadside of the poem um, that we used at another fundraiser that happened a couple weeks ago. Um, so I read it there. And so I, I, I'm, it's a poem I enjoy reading. Um, it's a little more performative than some other ones. Uh, so I'll read that one. It does have some harsh language towards the end. Just a little so warning. Warning, warning listeners, listeners now that <laughs> if they're offended, they'll have to plug their ears in about three minutes from now. But we'll see how it goes. All right. So it's called Come the Revolution. It's kind of a, an invocation and encouragement. You know, come on, come on, revolution. But also, you know, that idea that, well, come the revolution, then things are really going to change. <laughs> Just waiting for it. Come the revolution. We will. The revolution, we will return to the revolution, return to the sensuous body of language. C come the revolution. We will return to the sensuous body, and sound will propel us through the barricades of others, the revolution, through the barricades of otherness, and come as mere sparks will spark us, come the revolution anew, and we will, the revolution come anew, and irony will no longer bind us, the sensuous body of language lift us. Fringe to feather to fold us, the sensuous body of our methods single togetherness, and come the revolution, we will have the revolutionary time to live the silent lives of animals, the revolution, animals we have lost, that is, animals we have killed, the extinctions, corrupt economies, come the revolution, throwing, throwing off sparks and new economies, and sound will propel us through the revolution, sensuous, the animal walls we are as producers and consumers, as time and sound and the sensuous body of language will come the revolution when banks will have shaken banks shaken to shivers shivers come the revolution all fossils for their own revolution will come and waking walking as sound through sensuous bodies foreign we will walk through an endless park sensuous a park we will walk from each of our abilities to each of our needs through sound the revolution come sensuous come stroll come the revolution we will roll through birdsong and singular birches and the transformations of home and together the revolution this ecos will echo the sensuous body i speak of together the revolution through this others effulgence so others other species climates come the revolution we will echo new limits we will wrap self-governance and limits wrap the sensuous body of human tongue and animal revolution self-governance and bios and animal wrap sound all lifted to be level to small habitations and habits to be level as animal and sound and sensuous body small hearths of animals own all of us all animals owning all come the revolution we will come to be animal to be sound sing the revolution we will sing swords out of songs sing swords into our songs songs through flowers through fields, sing bees through these fields, sing carbon out of atmosphere, sing chemicals out of oceans, sing economies, capacities, even sing balance, sing home sustainable, sing sustainable, come sound, come sensuous, sustainable, sing songs of the absence of oil and death in the oceans, unsustainable, of tanks and guns and airstrikes, unsustainable, of endless colonial occupations, unsustainable, profit motive and equity investments, unsustainable sing come the revolution sing a jubilee for all the revolution sing come hammer come storm the revolution will come and we will as animals as sensuous bodies begin to be born come the revolution shit will no longer be effed up and bullshit and that which is loving in our hands will touch that which is loving in each and every other's hands and while reading this poem still won't be the same as storming a bank oil refinery or parliament you may yet be reading this poem to a group of people with whom you will presently be storming a bank, oil refinery, or parliament. You wrote this before you were standing <coughs> in a park. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> it was a way to get people to the park. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you didn't even know that was coming. Pardon not exactly. No, no, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that poem is pretty sexy. Yeah. I, I, I probably read it better at other times. Right? I'm, I'm having a little bit of trouble with my breath. I've got a that bit of a cold. I'm fighting like it. It usually speeds up a little mm-hmm. no, hotter was, in the middle no, before really it cools off it, again but, at the end. You had some you, oil in your throat at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Some fumes. Yeah. <laughs> Car exhaust. Yeah, yeah. Um, you no, know, that, that that point where you made about like the, how we've made convenient, convenient sexy, right? But yeah. then that one, that sort of makes revolution sexy, right? The repetition right. of the sensuous and, the, and like yeah. all the sense details and then that and then some of the words that you chose and then yeah. just the repetition of the word comma as well right yeah, it's got yeah, that exactly. kind of like creative yeah. creative force to it that's very <laughs> sexy um, I'm wondering about uh, hope and uh, hopelessness yeah. and or uh, where that might fall and how you're feeling uh, yeah. these days and uh, that's a good question <laughs> um, you know I, I think I often write in a space where I'm looking at hopelessness or looking at something that seems pretty bleak but I always somehow inside myself feel fairly hopeful. And I just, I, I guess I am, for whatever reason, a, a reasonably optimistic person. Um, so I think it's important to go after those dark things and, and look at them. But I, I, I feel like I rarely get stuck there. I feel, mm. I feel find a way, I look for ways through it and to lift up out of it. And I think, you know, that's, that's one of the roles that art can have, I guess. And, you know, I'm very curious and interested in that, that, that role. Um, I, in part because I think it sometimes is made too much of. You know, people think, oh, well, you know, I, I'm a radical writer. I'm a radical artist, and therefore I'm being really political by doing these things. But that person might not actually, quote, do anything out there in the world. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to go out and do things in the world as well as make art. And But making art is part of one of the things we can do in the world. Um, and it does, you know, people like it. People want, want poetry at protests. And yeah. people want... Um, and in, in, in law courts sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at the poetry res- is being dangerous. The <laughs> response to all the stuff from uh, Ferguson and in New York yeah. City, uh, the Black Lives Matter Tumblr and YouTube videos that are going on. There, exactly. you know, that's part of Black that. Black poets speak out. Yeah. yeah, in response to all of that. I mean, it's a, yeah. it, because you're right. People want to, they want something to to read and look at, as well as like all the news that has brought them to that hope, maybe a hopeless place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It gives them hope. That's right. And so part of my hope, I think, comes from the fact that there, there is this uh, array of, of people and with an array of talents and abilities uh, and an array of communities uh, all, all gathering around something like this mm-hmm. moment when, when we're becoming so aware that we can't keep doing this. I mean, it's clear that our, our governments are aware of how much of a, a point of conflict this is because they're rewriting laws like crazy yeah. in order to get as yeah. many of us in jail as they can and and eliminate any kind of um, uh, environmental regulation that might stop their projects. So yeah. they're aware of the, that this is a flashpoint and the, the people are becoming much more aware. But yeah. you, I was going to say, but you can still have a party and a fundraiser. Yeah. You totally can. In support of everyone. That's right. And, and just in case you get actually sued for six point five million, so are you hoping to raise the whole six point five million this Friday? Uh, five point six, and uh, 5. I'm, 5. I'm hopeful. Yes, I'm hopeful because <laughs> these these ten, you know, limited edition, beautiful artist prints of a, of a poem of mine, made to look like Martin Luther's original, right. you know, fifteen or whatever that sixteenth century uh, um, theses, uh, will be on sale uh, for those those rich art folk who might come out and spend yeah. money, and we'll get to five point six million easily. Yeah. But actually. <laughs> Oh, I was say where and when again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So where and when again is uh, 236 East Pender. That's Unit Pit Projects, it's called. 236 East Pender, 7 p.m. Friday night. Um, it's going to be a wonderful party and bake sale and performance night. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. The um, No Way Cabaret. Yeah. And, and as long as I, mean, I, I may know by Friday that, that this is all done and I don't need any money. 
uh, or the other people that are, are that are uh, currently being being sued. And if that's the case, we want to give the money to the Tsleil-Waututh First Nation Sacred Trust Fund, uh, as as they actually are, are have a court case as well, mm-hmm. trying to challenge okay. the NEB and and, and uh, Kinder Morgan um, for because they didn't consult property with the, with the state with yeah. first nation so yeah. we want to give some funds um to them because they've got some serious court costs while they're fighting this right up to the top of the supreme court of canada mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right uh, so thank you very much Stephen, for being our guest today we're pretty yeah, much out of you. time yeah, thank you very much great to have you here yeah. uh pam you got a, do you have any announcements i just want to uh, mention the event tonight um pandora's collective it's their sort of annual christmas thing where yeah. they um have a whole bunch of poets reading uh, I think Fiona Ten- uh, Tenway Lamb is the one who kind of uh, curates it, and she's doing so this year. And they're raising money for kids who don't have uh, money to, their families don't have money to give them gifts for Christmas. Um, so that's a really good thing going on th- tonight at 7 p.m. at Cottage Bistro, uh, just like most of the Pandora's Collective stuff at Cottage yeah, Bistro. on Main is. Street. Yeah, yeah, on Main Street, just yeah. near 28th. Yeah. Uh, also tonight, there's the Cadillac Invitational Poetry Slam, nice. which is essentially, I think I have a feeling it's going to be like just a regular anarchy slam, which means <laughs> almost anything goes. There will be water bowling uh, by Johnny McRae and an assortment of other poets with Mary Pankowski as the featured performer. So that's tonight at eight o'clock at uh, Cafe de Soleil. And uh, yeah, that's enough for now. Yeah, if you haven't seen Mary, she's great. And uh, yeah, two dope boys and a cat and and a Cadillac from the Cadillac Mountains are hosting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that's all the time we have for Wax Poetic this afternoon. We'll be back next uh, Wednesday at two o'clock Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> I'm uh, one of your co-hosts, R.C. Weslowski, and I'm your other co-host, Pamela Bentley. Thanks to Stephen Collis, our guest this afternoon. No apologies necessary is uh, coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what?